Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping visionaries make the impact they were meant to make. I am excited to bring you one of those visionaries today, a good friend of mine, Mr. Juan Shaparo from G-Maids Cleaning Service outside of Dallas, Texas, and also the owner of Pipe Hire HRM. Mr. Juan Shaparo was specially invited into the smart cleaning tribe that I run for cleaning service owners that wanted to be part of a very special family of cleaners that were goal driven that wanted accountability, that wanted to make all areas of their life better and have people they could walk side by side with as they grew. I do a feature once a month, which I have shared from time to time on this podcast, little clips from experts. Well, Juan was our expert for April 2021, where I had started a brand new series for my members where I brought in million dollar cleaning service owners. And I was sharing with them kind of the milestones and lessons that these million dollar cleaning companies were picking up along the way. Not the nuts and bolts of how they did this or that or what they're dealing with now, just along the way, what are some milestones, how they overcome them. And I wanted to draw that out. And each one of these experts I have been bringing on have a different flavor. What I love about our first one, Mr. Juan Chaparro, was this. His story is amazing. He spent five years in Dallas growing this new company, but he wanted more. He wanted freedom. Juan picked up the E-Myth Revisited book and the four-hour work week, and he applied what he had learned. After some time, he was able to move to Miami. Huh? Miami? his companies in Dallas. Exactly. Because he wanted to pursue freedom for his family. He wanted time and location and money freedom. And Miami's where he wanted to live with his family. And so, yeah, it did take some time. And he was able to figure out how to make the move initially without having to need a ton of money. But over the course of the past 13 years, Juan was able to completely create this absentee-style seven-figure business that is in Dallas that he runs from Miami. When I say run, it's kind of loosely run, meaning he's got a team in place that runs the business. He's the leader and doing entrepreneurial things, way cool stuff outside of his cleaning business. That's where Pipe Hire HRM comes in. Those links are in the show notes. So let me just share a couple statements or quotes from one and then I'm going to just have you listen to him. I'm going to extract a clip from this expert talk I want you to hear. So here's a few things. In 90 minutes with our tribe, Juan covered a ton of stuff. It was so outstanding. But the portion that I want to share is where Juan really goes through the various milestones from startup to a seven-figure absentee business owner. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're brand new, you're a solo cleaner maybe, you're like, how do you do that? How do you go from solo and scaling to a large company? Well, Juan is going to cover some of that. Well, what if you are currently building a team and you're at the $250,000 mark or the $500,000 mark? Juan goes through that as well and hitting some of the milestones. And this is what I loved. 
This quote right here sums the way he thinks. This is a simple business. We do the same thing over and over. Nothing new to create. It's simple. We need to have a balance between customers and employees. Keep this growing every month. When you become a master at this, take this from the call. Become an expert. What he's saying is that you do the same things from zero to a million as far as getting new employees and getting new clients. But there are a number of aspects of your business and your own personal leadership and team building skills that do change. And those are going to be the milestones that one is going to share. So let me just hit one more quote that he says that I loved. I waited too long to hire people fast. I was too nice for too long. I had this hope that people would change and get better. It's hard to remove the emotional part of this. Being an absentee, I don't get attached. It's still hard. Get good to preserve the image and reputation of the company. Don't let being nice to one person hurt the image of the company and hurt 10 others. That was a really awesome quote for the $500,000 and above cleaning service owner. The first quote was for the zero to 500,000, just saying it's simple. If you think a million dollar business is huge, it's the same thing over and over. Just master it. And for the bigger company, it's why am I dealing with all this from one person? By doing all this with one, I'm probably hurting 10 others. So I need to think bigger. It's really great. So I'm going to have you listen to Juan and not have me talk because Juan has done it and he is awesome. So here you go. Juan Shaparo, expert call in the Smart Cleaning Tribe. All right. Welcome, Smart Cleaning Tribe, to the April 2021 expert call with one of my newer friends, Juan Shaparo. Juan has impressed me as, okay, accolades-wise in business, really impressive. But what impresses me about Juan is he's just a very humble spirit. He's a grateful man. He's a humble man. He, know, he, he knows that he has tremendous blessings and he's very grateful and he's got a big heart to serve. And he's also got a seven-figure business that he manages from Miami. And his business is in, is in Dallas, Texas. So right. that right there, like I think what else do you need to know other than he's created a, he's created a seven-figure cleaning company that he's systemized with everything in place to run it from his ideal location and live a life of freedom. Does that inspire anybody besides me? (laughs) Yes. Cool. So on that one, thank you so much for being here for kicking off our tribe seven figure series, where our goal here is to deconstruct the seven figure cleaning business owner, not to talk about what are you doing at 1 million at 2 million, but really to talk about, What were the struggles and Mm -hmm. the wins and the lessons at each milestone? Hey, when you were at 250, what was it like? What did you learn? When you hit 500, wow, what was that like? How do you overcome the 500 500 hurdle and get to the next? Like, that's what they want to know. So we're going to cover those kind of questions. Are you, uh, do you have any opening comments, Juan? Well, thank you, Ken. It's a pleasure to... uh talk to you and your group uh, it's been you know a couple of weeks since we connected and i feel like i already know you from years ago you know we have a lot of in common to share so thank you and it's a pleasure to be here with your group and and yeah let's get started 
I'm ready to fire here. Awesome. Maybe we could start with this. So would you mind just kind of giving, you don't have to go in tremendous detail because we'll cover those details. Just kind of go through the arc of your company, like from where you started to like just going through building the, like building the company and having kids along the way. Then you moved to Florida, like just kind of share the arc of your company just so people can get a feel for what you've personally done in your own business. Sure. Um, well, I started about 16 years ago, my business um, in Dallas. I was 18, 21. My wife was 18. And uh, about year five, we started hiring people. And about year 10, we moved to Florida after reading the four-hour work week and the E-Myth, which were the main books that helped us really make that, uh, that jump. And about year thir- 13 or so, yeah, we changed from contractors to employees. We had our first daughter. Uh, and then recently, 2020, we had our second daughter. And that's kind of a quick, <laughs> quick overview of what we've been uh, the last 16 years. Always a challenge to grow a business in distance, uh, but we've, we've managed to you know, figure out most of it. We're still things we're, we're, we're working on. But most of it, it's 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 figured out, it's done. It's you know, it's not as complex as you think. But um, that is a quick overview of where we are. Mm. I love that you mentioned the Tim Ferriss book. That that's been a big impact for me as well. Awesome. Yeah. I'll start out with a question. What was it from that book that really moved the needle for you? Um. He talks about something called, you know, uh, design, like design your lifestyle or your ideal lifestyle. And for us was to really be close to the ocean, uh, be able to travel anywhere we want, anytime we want. Uh, That doesn't mean to have a lot of money to do those things, but to really have the freedom of time and uh, location to do these things. So that book really just helped us just take the believe on that concept and say well i think we can do it let's let's try why not there's nothing we have to lose i mean our business was probably we were selling probably a hundred thousand a year at that time so we said at, well, year, at year five yeah about year five so we said uh we lose this well we can start something else and uh that helped us make that that big step trying to build it from a distance. Plus uh, the EMIT also supported that of, you know, building a system of business that will just run by itself and where everyone has a specific role, they know what to do and the business is not, does not control you and you need to have a system to, for everything. So those two books really combine into explosive uh, knowledge for us that just say let's say let's do it we had no kids at that moment and we just we were very young and you know the 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 internet that we have today and the connections that we have today uh, back then i was using my first iphone uh the very first one that allows to still have internet on 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 the go and all of that combination of things just help us move into that direction that was a great great way to start this out so simple (laughs) we do you, this is a side question. When, when you talk to other cleaning business owners, do you think that we complicate things? Uh, <laughs> Softball pitch. <laughs> I, I think we do. Uh, and really, I know we tell people, you know, this business is pretty simple. 
because we don't have to create a new phone, a new car, a new design every year. We're doing the same thing over and over, year after year. It's cleaning homes, wash, taking care of floors, toilets, etc. So there's nothing really new to create. The greatest or the most important thing to know is that you need to have this balance between employees and customers. And uh, all your job is that balance. You need to have enough employees and enough customers. And you need to keep these two uh, important people in this equation growing every month. And when you become a master at this, that's all you need to know. If you can, if you can take just one thing of this call will be that is that you have to become an expert in getting customers and getting employees. That's mm -hmm. it. You can, you can go home pretty much if you want it now. Um, but that is really the simplest form if the way I see this business, there's nothing more to, to do that. That was phenomenal. Thank you for starting out like that. I mean, this is one that covers probably three people's questions. Can you maybe just go through best you can remember one like speed round? Like, hey, when I was at level A, and you can define levels however you choose. Like, maybe it was two fifty, a hundred thousand, then two fifty, then five hundred, then seven fifty. You've already mentioned a few. Can you just put your back into that time machine and say, you know, when I was at this, here's what I I struggled with, and here's how, here's the, what I learned from it. Could you maybe share a few of those milestones just to give people? like a, a track to follow? Sure. Uh, I think from zero to 250, you're really learning how to operate a business, how to do payroll, how to manage, you know, uh, a real business. I think below a hundred, you're just still learning uh, how to operate a simple business. But between zero to 250, you kind of have to, or the struggles were to really how do I become an entrepreneur? How do I run a business? How do I still comply with, you know, with the uh, workforce commission and the payroll stuff and just kind of like getting ahead of accounting numbers, reports. I think that's the first, that's the kind of the struggle at that point. Um, then probably to 50 to 500, um, you kind of know already these things, but then the problem of hiring people becomes more real because now you need four to eight employees and they start to gossip they start to not behave then you have to fire people then you have to find new people so this this problem of hiring really becomes real at that stage then 750 500 to 750 you start to really the challenge is to really organize your office, your office staff, to do sales, to do the uh, marketing, to do scheduling properly, to not waste time. So you really have that challenge of becoming really uh, more of an office person and how your office staff works. And then probably 750 to a million, you have the challenge of, again, like you have, you're growing, you know how to get customers, but you need to find people again. So you need to find people faster than before. You need more people than before. You need 18, 20 employees to constantly be working. So that is the challenge at that point. Um, and also the then you start to need a manager to replace some of the tasks that you do as a business owner. So then you have to 
teach other people to manage your employees, your uh, your company. That's kind of our challenge right now is to really be able to have you know a solid manager that will operate our business and manage the people like we will do it. So we're going through that challenge now. And I've seen people in the groups that I belong to that are you know million plus. The the biggest problems at that point is always yeah management, office staff growing to other cities uh expansion uh but the the hiring problem is always there because that's really what people pay us for is to find people to clean their homes so the more we keep growing that problem keeps persisting we're better prepared for sure you know we have better systems we have better processes uh we've interviewed a lot of people before so we know what works what doesn't work but you know managing people is always a challenge and you know we just have to become great at it because that's the one thing customers pay us for is to find people when did and inside i was writing all these all this down at what point did systems become a nice to have to a oh my gosh i need systems really working for me i think at five hundred thousand, you really need to have you know a good marketing system accounting payroll all of those things need to be very well running pretty well uh you could be doing some of those things but you know when i started i mean you know back then we didn't have so much software like we do today so we used to do our accounting in a spreadsheet now we have quickbooks and we have other softwares for that so i mean nowadays there's definitely a lot easier to get started in a cleaning business than 10 years 15 years ago there's more competition nowadays for sure but you know this country is so big so amazing that there's always opportunity for everyone and you know you could start today and be a million in five years and nobody's gonna even notice it because there's so much need for this service Everywhere you look, there's people needing to be to have a clean house. And as I mentioned before, you need 300 to 350 customers recurring to hit a million. Mm. And you don't need 10,000 customers. You don't need a million customers. You need just 300, 350 homes that will trust your service. You will, you know, call you your cleaning service. Yeah. So. That's uh, that was excellent, and kind of the other piece to Hannah's question was, it's a looking back thing. You've laid out this how it should go, and I'm guessing a lot of that's from personal, you know, experience. And she's asking, in hindsight, point out one thing, like you know what, going back, I really wish I would have done this differently at this point, and I waited too long. You've already shared a few of those, how you the specific roles of people. Is there anything else you can think of that I waited too long? Um, I mean, always, and it still happens to us, is firing people faster than we want. There's always... Inspiring that, people, you said? To inspire no, firing. people? Oh, firing people. <laughs> firing people, yeah. You know, we always try to be as nice as possible to give them different chances, opportunities to really, you know, improve their quality or just become in general better employees. And we always, we always have this hope where they're going to change, they're going to become better but you know typically we we need to fire people faster that's always been a problem we had 
and we just we just believe in people that they're gonna change that the or through our webinars they're gonna become better they're gonna stop what helped you take the emotion out did you have a scorecard for people like because that's that's something i see i see in this group here they get you get emotional around your people and they don't want it like that's a great point that how do you how do you remove the emotional part of that i think it's hard to remove it really um i mean obviously if i'm not seeing them every day it helps because i don't build that close i don't get too attached to them if i'm not seeing them every day but still you know you know their families you've seen them in their you know in christmas and you know that if you are this person they're going to have a big impact in their life so it's i don't think that's going to go away ever but as you grow if you have somebody causing a lot of issues and troubles then it's going to impact the rest of employees so you have to kind of get rid of those people faster as you grow because the image of the company the reputation of the company is is more important now and you need to protect that because you're protecting other people's jobs as well mm. so that right there that's the nugget right there so you you were too nice for too long and that hurt your image and reputation yeah. early and 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 you realized you know what being nice to one person is hurting 10 others yeah is that fair that's fair okay do you see why i brought one onto my smart cleaning tribe it was an incredible incredible 90 minutes now you only got to hear i guess about 15 minutes of it no worries would you like to hear the whole thing if you answered yes you're gonna have to join our smart cleaning tribe <laughs> oh you didn't see that one coming i've already shared what the smart cleaning tribe is i'd love to have you as a member just go online to the website it's under smartcleaningschool.com backslash tribe and you can click on the video to watch it you can click on the application and submit and i'll review that application and select those that we will allow into our community because it is a tight group i don't allow everyone i'm only looking for the best of the best so Look forward to seeing you in there. And with that, let's wrap this one up. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Smart Cleaning School podcast. Have an incredible day. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed. <laughs>